I can hear myself. I can hear myself just fine. Yeah. I'm scared I can, they can hear me too well. Like, they can hear into my, like, esophagus. Oh, that... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what they can hear. Yeah. Okay. So... Okay, I'm starting. Right. Hey, everybody. Uh... This is the uh, Two Depressed Girls podcast, and thank you so much for joining us again. Um, I'm so sorry. We're still kind of a train wreck, um, but it's fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal. We won't worry about it. We're just going to go with the flow and see what works out. But thank you for being here again. If you haven't already, please go check us out on all our social media platforms. I think we have everything but TikTok. Yeah, I would think so. We have Facebook, Instagram, Snap. No, we don't have a Snapchat. Oh, we don't have a but Snapchat. But we're not going to get a Snapchat. Yeah, we're not going to get a Snapchat because that's, 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 that's just too much, much work. And that's the way much. Snapchat is right now, you wouldn't really even see our stories. Exactly. Yeah. So you, it doesn't even matter. So we're not going to get a Snapchat. We have a Twitter and it's two. N- numeral two. Numeral two. Depressed girls. Isn't that it? Oh my yes. God. I don't even know what it is anymore. Hold on. Wait. I Oh, while she's doing that, I want to wish everyone the older happened, but you know, happy May 4th, may the 4th be with you, I'm a Star Wars nerd, hello there. And she's still looking it up, so, um, I don't know what to say in this, uh, little gap of time while we're trying to figure out what our fucking Twitter handle is, because we don't even know it, apparently. Okay, it's two depressed girls, and girls is spelled G-R-L-S. I am so sorry that it's spelled so stupid, but Twitter only lets you have 15 characters, which I think is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But, my, like, I just want to add that. That's stupid. I, if I want a bunch of characters, why can't I have a bunch of characters? I don't understand what the fuck a problem is, but okay. It's fine. Two, the number two, depressed and girls, spelled G-R-L-S. Go follow us on Twitter. I made like one post, so it's not like anybody actually cares. But you know what? We're actively trying to be on social media. So I think we're going to give ourselves a pat on the back for that one. Because you know what? We're trying. April and I know nothing about this world. Like we just kind of said, fuck it. Let's start a podcast. Pretty much. We came up with the idea less than a week ago. Yeah, (laughs) really. Like less than a week ago. Um, I had people over at my house and like I invited April to come over and it just like it just kind of happened mm-hmm. so we may go into that more in another episode true so we're not gonna really say too much yes okay so what are we gonna talk about today April she has to keep me on track guys because my ADHD <laughs> brain like it does it does not function well under pressure okay well we have a couple of topics set up for today it depends on how long this goes because we're not trying to do another hour and a half episode like last time yeah sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> but to kick it off we're gonna talk about some customer service horror horror stories not the paranormal horror stories but just horrible experiences that we had human beings <laughs> with yes actual human beings not treating us like human beings uh well not for all but for the majority um but our experience in customer service dude i have so many i can't pick you have to go first because okay. i can't pick which ones this is my favorite one um it it wasn't a horror story for me it was for actually my manager and luckily the people were super understanding but it was just so hysterical for me so i used to work at ihop i worked there for seven years got me through high school college and everything and i would work night shifts a lot of the time and there was one night shift where I was working with my manager, Berto. It was just him and I, and it was a very hectic night. It was really crazy. There were a ton of people there, and I was fairly new to the service industry, and so I was just overwhelmed completely, and so he took on a lot of the tables to help me out just because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and um, so he had this one table. There are his regulars, so he's like, I'm taking them they know me they like me I'm like go for it I can't handle it and so he took their order and everything it got cooked we were bringing it out and so at IHOP of course it's the International House of Pancakes and so a lot of times people will put (coughs) toppings on their pancakes and with the the serving style that we had it wasn't so much like we didn't have trays like at other places we carried the plates on our arms 
so I at my best point I mean I could carry seven plates no problem on one oh, arm alone bitch, I could only carry <laughs> I could carry three max <laughs> three and that was pushing it after after seven years you just you, you find new places on your arm or you're putting them on the edge of other plates yeah, and... I feel like that's so unnecessary like I feel like you should have trays but trays are also trays are iffy too because when things get a little little unbalanced they could just go crashing down not yes. speaking from experience I don't know what's <laughs> talking about continue <laughs> so uh berto was carrying out the plates to his table i was helping him because despite him being able to carry 20 plates that still wasn't enough for the party of like eight or whatever it was so he's distributed them and everything and on the edge he has a plate of pancakes with blueberry topping and whipped cream Uh-oh. i think you can tell where this is going Uh-oh. so the plate didn't fall but the topping fell uh, on a child uh-oh. wearing a white shirt. Oh, boy. <laughs> so he gets covered from the top of his head down his shoulder in blueberries. And it's not just the fruit, because we were too cheap for that, of course. Well, IHOP is too cheap for that. Fresh fruit, fuck no. They have to have it in like a syrup, a compote. So it's like nearly a sauce. So this kid is just drenched in blueberries and sugar. Well. Luckily, they did not freak out. Oh. They were very understanding, but oh my god, did I give my manager shit for so long for that, for dropping a plate of fucking blueberry pancakes on a child. That's so funny. It really was. I oh loved it so much. That's so funny. <laughs> Dude, I could just imagine. I could see it too. I could just, I could picture it like just slopping off of the pancakes onto this child's head. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. See, it's a good thing I wasn't there because I would have died laughing. I would have been on the floor rolling around because I've been laughing so hard. I tried very hard not to, but I did. <laughs> Dude, how do you not laugh at that though? Yeah. I don't understand like how you don't laugh at that. If you can't, if you mm-hmm. can't laugh at that, I'm mm-hmm. I question your sense of humor. Right. <sighs> Listen, man, I've worked in retail most of my adult life. All of my adult life, I worked in retail, customer service, and it has been some of the most traumatizing. <laughs> years of my life oh yeah um i think people as human beings should be required to work a customer service job at least once in their life 100 percent. because it teaches you manners patience and determination not to kill people oh hell yeah because let me tell you okay and i'm just gonna start this off with a quick story about my aunt (coughs) My aunt is uh, what I would call a Karen, for lack of better terms. Gotcha. She's okay. one of those. Um, she likes to, if like, if she also has like OCD. I don't know if she has like that OCD or anything like that. But regardless, she's a very particular person. So when you go anywhere with her, you best be prepared for a shit show. And, and, um. and I think growing up with that, that taught me, like, I don't want to be like that. Because I don't want to treat people like shit just because I don't get my way. Yeah. And that's something that some of y'all need to fucking learn. Just because <laughs> you're slightly inconvenienced does not mean that you get to be a fucking asshole. It just doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. if you, just because you're paying for a service does not mean, okay, especially in a serving situation, just because you're paying me to serve you does not make me your servant. So don't talk down to me just because I am serving you food. Mm-hmm. And you should be real nice to the person that's serving your fucking food because they could fucking do anything to it, okay? Oh, yeah. See? I, I mean, do you, do you, to see it, but I feel like some people just don't quite grasp that mm-hmm. concept. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, maybe I shouldn't treat my waitress like dog shit because she, d- she is the last one to see my food. Mm-hmm. She could cough on it and in, in a pandemonium, like you don't want that in a pandemic. You, okay, well, yeah. it's a bit um, <laughs> I know, but well, because YouTube doesn't like the word pandemic. Yeah, they demonetize everybody for saying it, which I don't understand. In an unfortunate Corona beer. Yes. Really. It, yeah. So, regardless, <laughs> um, it, being in customer service has taught me a lot of things. So, um. 
I'm trying to think of the worst customer service story I have, but I think they're all pretty ass. <laughs> if you want my opinion, I don't know if one actually trumps the other. <sighs> but I think the jankiest place, oh, okay, that's not true. The jankiest place I ever worked is now shut down, thank God. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Fajitas, uh, Sizzle and Celebration is off Peoria and the 17. And that place, what Melissa, I'm calling you out, bitch. If I see you in the street, your ass is done, man. Anyway, moving on. Um, I worked at Ross. If you don't know what Ross is, you must have been living under a rock because I feel like everybody knows what a Ross yeah. is. So, um, I used to work at Ross. <laughs> I used to work at Ross in kind of the not so great area, but it wasn't like really ghetto or anything like that. Um, so I was actually the front end supervisor who, it sounds like a fancy schmancy title, but really it's just, um, the person who gets yelled at the most because we take all the returns. I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So I got to deal with all of those people. And so when you get hired as the front end supervisor, you know, they talk it up and they're like, well, you're our first defense against fraud and people returning things that aren't actually ours and da 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 whatever. And I was like, yeah, man, that's great. I really don't care, but sure. You but yeah, you have to act <laughs> like you care. Yeah. So it was my job to tell people that I couldn't return their shit. That was my job. Especially if it looks sus. Now listen, if y'all are gonna return shit, you better make it fucking look believable because I'm sorry, we know. We know when you're lying. We've heard it all. We've heard... Anybody in a return center, I'm sorry. They've heard it all. Oh, my dog ate the tag. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's so weird. My receipt got lost, like, in my purse or something. I can't find it. We've heard it all. And this one lady came in with a pair of shoes. Now, Ross, if you didn't know this, there, a lot of times there's no price tag on the bottom of the shoe. Just because it gets lost, it doesn't stick to it, whatever. So what we do is we write on the bottom of the shoe how much they're supposed to be. If you look on the bottom of a pair of shoes at Ross, you'll see <coughs> a silver number. It's written in silver sharpie. It's as simple as that, but it's like 10, 15, 20. If the price is like $19.99, we say it's 20 bucks on the bottom of the shoe, and you're none the wiser because you're gonna look at the bottom of the shoe and be like, oh, maybe that's like a stock number or like a batch number or something of the shoe. No, it's so that way we know how much you paid for a shoe. This lady comes in with this pair of shoes and she was like, oh, I paid $89.99 for these Calvin Kleins. First of all, I know you're lying because I saw those on clearance three weeks ago. Okay, so I know you paid max $9.99. So start with me. And so I looked them over. She had clearly worn them. <clears throat> uh, the Bross policy is you cannot return anything that's worn or damaged. Okay, whatever. That's how it is, yeah. Duh, that's what it is everywhere. <laughs> she clearly wore these things to like 16 different weddings. Maybe some quinceaneras. I mean, they were worn shoes. And I said, ma'am, I'm so sorry, but I can't return this item for you. When I tell you I thought this lady was going to wring my neck for saying this, she cussed me out in Spanish like you will not believe. And I stood there and I was like, well, I have one or two options. I can either suck it up and return her shoes and just tell her that I'm not gonna ever honor this again and we can move on with our lives. Or I can make her life a living hell and just keep saying no. Mm-hmm. What do you think I did? Kept saying no. Yeah. yeah. I kept saying no. <clears throat> don't yell at me. Yeah. And I'll be nice that. to you. If you mm -hmm. don't yell at me, if you don't come at me fucking sideways, I'll probably be nice and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so annoyingly nice to anyone who works in a customer service, especially my server. Mm -hmm. Dude, I... Do we have time for another story or anecdote or do we need to move on? No, we're good. Okay. So, um... This... We were at Chili's and this is when we were living down by ASU. 
And so there was like younger people and whatever. And so there were a lot of waitresses and servers and like women and men that were in college because mm-hmm. that's what that's kind of the kind of job you have when you're in college. Yeah. It's really really sweet girl, super nice. She wasn't even our server. She was a different table server. But the way they talked to her, I was absolutely appalled. It was a family. It was um uh must have been a dad and a mom and it looked like their son. Mm-hmm. Maybe grandson, I don't know. <clears throat> but the the older gentleman gentleman is saying to the server, "Oh, what'd you get a degree in?" and she said communications. Now listen, I know a lot of people like to make fun of a communications degree and be like, oh, that ain't shit. I don't have any type of degree, so any type of degree is impressive to me. I don't give a shit what it is. Because you have a dedication to get that degree. I don't have that kind of dedication, so good on you. Good for you. This man had the audacity to tell her, "Uh, well, isn't that a cute little degree for you to get? When I tell you my blood boiled, my blood boiled. It boiled. I was so upset. I was almost in tears because I was so upset with how this man talked to her. And she was like, uh-huh. And she was a good sport. She laughed it off. She didn't. If it were to have been me, I probably would have stood there and I probably would have yelled at the guy. Which is probably why I shouldn't be in customer service. But it's fine. You know? So he goes, well, you know, if you ever need somebody to take care of you, my son is getting his law degree. Oh, first of all ew no she is so much prettier than your nasty ass son and second of all that's so fucking disgusting that you're trying to insult this poor girl tell her that she basically needs somebody to take care of her and that your son's available i just don't understand men are so stupid but anyway after they left i was dead ass broke at the time but I knew that that table was not going to tip her what she deserved. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a note. I got a piece of paper from my waitress because I had told my waitress what had been going on. And she was like, she was coming out and telling me all the tea like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that to her. Oh my God, can you believe it? I was dead ass broke, but I knew that that girl was not going to get what she deserved from those people. So what did I do? I wrote her a little note and I gave her 20 bucks. And I said, here is a tip for you that you should have gotten from these assholes. And I am so sorry that you had to put up with hearing that shit because you deserve better than to be treated like that while you're doing your job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I went back in there like two weeks later. She remembered me. <laughs> and she comes up to me and she gives me a hug. <coughs> and she was like, you were so nice. You didn't have to do that. And she had my 20 bucks. She had kept it. Oh. And she was like, I wanted to give this back to you because, like, that was not your responsibility. And I was like, if you don't keep that 20 bucks, we're going to fight, okay? <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, you're so nice. And it that's, the, that's what I mean. Like, it's just the little things like that. If you hear someone taking advantage of someone else or if you, like, hear someone being treated shitty, you know what? Take it, up, take it upon yourself to make that person not feel so fucking shitty about themselves. Or just be nice. That's yeah. always an option. Yeah. That's, you know, that should be the go-to. Yeah, that should be the go-to. But since I know some of y'all just can't get that through your heads, <laughs> I guess we're going to stick with the other one. So I had uh, an experience while working. I have, of course. I Well, I have two. So my first one is I had been once okay so i sorry i'm like all over the place but i had uh once i graduated high school i started working graveyard shifts and it was not the best time i fucking hated them because i don't do i don't handle drunk people well and i mean graveyard shifts you know people get out of the bars and they're like "Mm, let me go get some ihop and so I had to deal with it all. Well, there was one particular graveyard shift where I was just fucking hating my life because of this bitch I had to deal with. Yikes. So they ordered and the her husband, boyfriend, whatever, he ordered a omelet. And it comes with pancakes. So I brought the omelet out with the pancakes and the wife was not having it. She's like, why did he get pancakes? He wanted this. Uh- and uh, at no point was that mentioned 
And so I apologize. I'm a very, very socially awkward person. And so sometimes those kind of interactions are difficult for me. And so a lot of times when I am being confronted in any sort of way, I will become meek. Like I'll kind of like, I just don't handle it well. And so hearing that makes my blood boil because I'm so opposite. I just want to fight everybody. Oh, I, so if I would have known her back then and she would have texted me like, oh my God, I just had to deal with somebody like da 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 da. I would have been there in two seconds ready to <laughs> fight somebody. So one of the things I do is I'll look down. Like I'll look at my feet because mm-hmm. I don't want to make eye contact right now. I don't want to like, I can't deal with this head on kind of right. thing. And so I'll like look down and I kind of gather my thoughts and try to like be like, okay, what do I do next? And so... The wife is getting even more pissed. She demands to see a menu when I bring it to her and it shows, comes with pancakes. You could also get toast or hash browns or whatever. And at no point did they ever say that. And so of course, you know, I'm just the fucking devil because I brought pancakes instead of whatever he didn't mention that he wanted. Oh my God. And so she's trying to point out in the menu and everything um, that it that I had messed up the order and everything and so I look at the menu and the wife is like oh there she goes again rolling her eyes at you and I'm like I'm looking at the fucking menu and so she is just so fucking angry for no fucking reason at this point and I try to tell her as respectfully as possible that that is not the situation. She doesn't want to fucking hear it. She wants me to get my manager. So I bring my manager over and this lady goes off saying, demanding that I get fired. What? And so my manager is defending me because of course they know my fucking personality. They know I wouldn't roll my eyes at a guess. Oh and so they're like, that is very unusual for April's behavior. She is trying to handle the situation. She does want customer satisfaction for you. We can get this result. No, I want her fucking fired. Of course, I didn't get fucking fired, but she was just, for some reason, whatever in her life that makes her so miserable, she wanted to attack me for it at that point. Psycho fan. Yeah. See, uh, the. That's what I mean. Like, I just don't feel like it's necessary to be cruel to people just because, like, you're just bored. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, I feel like that's do. what a lot of Karens do. Oh, yeah. I feel like they just, they're mad about whatever they want to be mad about, and then they take it out on everybody else. Like, whoever is in their daily, like, day-to-day task path, they're like, oh, I'm going to make your life miserable because I'm miserable. Yeah, yeah. Because misery, it's true. Misery loves company. I mean, this was back in 2014. For all I knew, she could have been the original fucking Karen. (laughs) If people were just... If people would just learn to be nicer to people, like, if they would learn to kind of, like, wash their mouths, mind their P's and Q's, I feel like the world might be a little bit a better place. But, But, you know, human nature to treat other humans as people and not just something for you to walk all over. Yeah. It's just like, it it should be a basic... Instinctual kind of reaction. Yeah, because I don't... It's not in my nature to automatically be a douchebag to somebody. Because, like, I don't... Because I don't want somebody to feel the way I've ever felt because I've felt really shitty before Mm -hmm. because people are fucking mean for no reason. But at the same time, it's like, well, I know those people, the people that are being cruel for no reason, I know that they, in somewhere in their life, they had to suffer something to To end up to be an asshole. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, I understand that maybe someone didn't show you compassion when you needed it. But that doesn't give you the right to make them feel the way that you probably always probably felt. Just, like, not enough. This gets into, like, a whole other topic. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't like when people treat other human beings like shit for no fucking reason. So, there's also the flip side to it in which you are too nice. Right, right. 
because that I am sometimes a victim of. Mm-hmm. I am too nice to people. Yeah. And <clears throat> this is my follow-up story mm-hmm. for customer service, which will lead into our second topic. Okay. So, of course, I was working at IHOP. <laughs> it was a graveyard shift. And I was serving a table, these two gentlemen. And this was in like... 2014, 2015, somewhere, maybe a little bit later, but like 2015, I'll say. And I had finished serving them. It was probably three o'clock in the morning and they paid their bill and they left. As they're walking out, I go to the table and I start collecting the dishes, but then I see on the side, there was a cell phone. So someone left their phone. And me being a good-natured person, I'm like, oh no, I've left my cell phone at restaurants. I hate having to figure out where the hell it is. I'm going to try to bring it back to them. Not a smart thing to do at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'll tell you. So, I see they're already out the doors. So, I race out of the restaurant and try to catch them. And so, the way the the parking lot is set up there's a, another restaurant right beside ihop and they're just a dinner restaurant so at three o'clock in the morning all the lights are off so they're over there i race over and i'm waving the phone and i'm like hey you forgot your phone they stop walking they don't walk towards me so i make it all the way over there and so um i'm handing out the phone to one of the guys i'm like hey you left this Instead of grabbing the phone, the guy grabbed my wrist. Oh my god. So he has hold of my wrist and is pulling me a little bit and says, Hey, do you want to come back with us to our hotel? (laughs) So I'm literally being held by this person. And, uh, sorry, my phone. Stop it! My phone keeps going off. Um, (laughs) glad I have that on silent. Sorry. Um, I'm being held by this gentleman and there is another guy right beside him and I'm like crap two big guys against me I'm all of 19 years old and so I'm telling them no and I'm trying to rip my hand free from their hold so I I don't know like superhuman strength or something I finally managed to luckily they didn't chase after me I am so fucking thankful that they didn't chase after me as I'm sprinting away trying to get away from these fucking guys. (coughs) And so I get back to the restaurant and I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, like they had hold of me. Like, were they going to try to kidnap me? What was going to happen? Oh my God. Like, it's not just the invitation. Hey, come back. No, he's holding my fucking wrist and trying to pull me. So I get back to the restaurant freaking out. And I had two managers at the time working and I tell the main manager, I'm like, oh my God, this just happened. Like, what if I hadn't gotten away? Like, where are they going to kidnap me? What the fuck? So this manager was just like, eh. Was it a man? It was a man. <laughs> but like, he, he had no like regard for the situation. He was just like, oh, okay. My other manager... Well, my other manager was a man as well. Oh. But was he a dad? No. Oh. The one that said, eh, was. Wow. The one who wasn't was closer to my age. Wow. He flipped out on me. He's like, why the fuck were you so stupid to do that? So You could have gotten kidnapped. Like, I could have never seen you again. Like, he was freaking out. And I'm like, that really should have gone through my head before racing out of a restaurant at 3 o'clock in the morning after two guys because they left their phone. And it was a flip phone. Granted, 2015, you know, that's, there were some flip phones still, but you hardly fucking... Like, I just think that that was their thing, you know? Piece of shit little flip phone, cost 10, 20 bucks anywhere, you know? Leave it on the table, try to get someone to bring it out to you, you know? If you lose See? it, no big deal. But hey, if I get them for fucking human trafficking, for sex trafficking, I get two grand or whatever it is. I don't even know what the pricing for humans is. That's a terrifying topic as it is. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's expendable. So I just, I got in my own head about it. And that is bringing us into our next topic. Dun, dun, dun.
that's the extent of my singing that you guys will ever hear. Um, yeah, so our next topic is gonna be what it's like being a fucking woman <laughs> in 2021. And shit, even 2015, you said? Yeah. See, and that, oh my god. Like, 2015, like, still, a- Apple was like all the rage in 2015. Because, mm-hmm. like, the iPhone 4S had just come out. Like, a flip phone, man, come on. A flip phone, I don't know. Like, that was I think that was definitely before. a tactic. I think so too. Like, I 100% think that was a tactic. He's and see, as okay, as a woman, we really, really have to be on edge 24 fucking seven, and it is one of the most exhausting things in the fucking world to go out alone at night as a woman. Is it not? Oh yeah, absolutely. If I'm alone, oh god, like I'm I'm carrying. Mm-hmm. Just to be honest. I mean, okay, so when April, I live pretty far out in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, like from pretty much everybody else. Like it's like, it's populated, don't get me wrong, but it's like, it's far from, it's pretty far from where April is. I mean, it's not that far, but regardless. It's still a drive. It's still a drive. And I say, I tell her, I'm like, text me when you get home. Because if she doesn't text me, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm calling the cops. Or I'm calling her brother. And I'll be like, did your sister fucking get home okay? <laughs> I, I, that's, that's the kind of friend I am I will be psychotic because I know what it's like to be a woman in this day and age and it is one of the most exhausting experiences ever we constantly have to be aware of if someone is laying underneath our car in the parking lot at night we have to either you know carry like April said or I carry pepper spray or you know just something to defend myself And I feel like that's really fucking shitty. I feel like, why can't we just fucking teach men to keep their damn head, their fucking hands to themselves? Like, I don't understand the fact that men feel the need that they can just, they have the right to anybody and anyone at any time. I'm not saying it's all men. I'm saying it is, it's enough to, it's enough to be scary. Mm-hmm. You're it, paranoid about everything. As a woman, I make sure my door is locked. Like, if I know something's coming over, it's unlocked. But if I know that no one is going to be coming over, my doors, every single one of them is locked, all my windows, everything. If I leave my house, I close all my windows, I lock all my windows. I'm really anal. And that is because I'm a woman. Because, and I know this for a fact, that my husband does not think twice about leaving a door unlocked mm-hmm. in this area. I don't give a shit what area, it could be fucking Calabasas and I'm still gonna be locking my fucking door mm-hmm. in a gated ass community with fucking- ju- Armed security Yeah, stuff. like I'm still locking my door. There, There's nothing you convince me as a woman to not lock my door at night. And I just, I, this has honestly been really heavy on my mind as of lately. And I don't know why it's been on my mind a lot lately, but it's been there. And, um, it it bugs the shit out of me because I hate the fact that as women, we have to be concerned for one another's safety on the level of we're worried that if we're alone at night, we could fucking die. Mm -hmm. It should... Like, if you want, like, general safety, like, oh, like, yeah, a car accident, you like, there, there are so many variables with that, like, you could get into an accident like that, you never know. But to get into a situation with a man who knows better than to prey on a woman, but just doesn't give a fuck, that's an issue. And that is something that, as someone who's not a mother yet and wants to be, I want to have a boy. And the whole reason I want to have a boy is because I want to raise him to not be like that. Mm -hmm. And to hold his shitty ass friends accountable for their shitty actions. Mm -hmm. And I think that should be a really big thing. I think guys should stop being afraid to hold each other accountable. Because if the roles were reversed and say April was doing something like that or like Jasmine, like my other friends if they were preying on men and like, you know, assaulting men, I would call your asses out so fast and I know for a fact that you guys would do the same. Mm -hmm. Because we have to, women hold each other accountable. 
And we, you'll see that a lot when we're in relationships with men. We hold each other to so accountable. We're like, yeah, but you shouldn't get treated like that. He shouldn't talk to you like that. He shouldn't, you should stick up for yourself. Like women have such a different view of things than men do. <laughs> and it, <laughs> I'm laughing because it makes me anxious because it makes me really upset. And I was telling Sam, I was like, I shouldn't have to be afraid to walk at night. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they did this survey with a number of women and they said, you know, the question was, if there were no men in the world, what would you do? Majority of the answers were, I would feel comfortable going somewhere alone at night. I would feel, I wouldn't need to carry pepper spray. I wouldn't need to carry a self-defense weapon to go places. I could just walk the beach at night and be fine. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be fearful of being taken. I can walk South Phoenix and not be scared that I'm going to be pulled into an alley. Mm -hmm. That is just such a well, that was the most common answer was they would be more comfortable in situations where they're alone outside at night. And that really, like it really, that really just, it makes me sad is what it does. Mm-hmm. Because like, I, I know that I wouldn't, I don't feel comfortable going outside at night. I, I yeah, if there were no men in the world. I could absolutely feel 100% comfortable going outside, minding my own damn business in a fucking... I could walk outside in a bikini, and I could not worry about getting catcalled. I wouldn't worry about, like... I couldn't... I just wouldn't worry. Because, yeah, women might think, like, oh, that bikini, she should not be wearing that. But very rarely do women ever say that shit out loud to somebody's face. Very rarely. I mean, they'll do it over the internet, obviously, but they don't, they don't really, they, we don't have the balls to say it to each other's faces because we actually don't want to hurt each other's feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least I don't. I don't know. I just, <sighs> I'm at a loss for words because it's, it's such a heavy thing to talk about. And it's not like I have ever been in a situation where I can't say that I've never been in a situation because it's not fucking true. I was telling April about this story where I was working overnights at Macy's. And that meant I was coming home at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Super late. Just like April's story took place. This took took place at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And without going into too much detail about why we were at Walmart... We had reasons to be there that I can't disclose because it has nothing to do with me and that's not my story to tell, but I was in my truck at the time and I had an F-150 and normally, you know, men don't think of a woman driving a truck, which worked in my favor because I don't think this man noticed who was driving until I spotted him, which was good because I think he saw a truck and he thought, okay, there's a man in there. I don't want to pay attention to him. Because as I looked up at, from parking, I looked up and I saw this man and I, shoot you not, I got the worst chills of my life. And I know we talked about me getting chills the last episode, but I, my, my heart dropped. You know that feeling when like you're on a roller coaster or you're on, um, you're driving and you go up a hill really fast and you're not paying attention so your stomach drops. Mm-hmm. That's what that felt like. And you really, and this is, I was telling April about this too. I feel like people should really learn to trust their bodies more. Because I knew at that moment I needed to really watch this man. When my body reacted that way by just looking at this motherfucker. I said, hmm, he's a motherfucker that I need to watch out for. He wants trouble. He's looking for trouble. So, and the girl that was with me, she was really small. She was... I mean, she looked like she, she she looked like she was twelve. In all reality, she was really tiny, really short. So it almost looked like she was my kid. She was so tiny, mm-hmm. and I'm already small. 
So, uh, s small and smaller don't really make up for much, you know? And I remember saying, don't get out of the truck yet, just give me a second. Because I needed to see where this man went. Because if he went behind me, there's too many blind spots that I couldn't see where this man was going. So I made sure that he was in front of me to the point where I had enough time to walk away from him. And I said, okay, he walked away and I didn't realize where he went, but I knew he walked away far enough that at least I had enough time to walk in the store. But I did not have enough time to walk in the store because this man darted out from an aisle. Luckily, I had told the girl that was with me, we had our box cutters on us from being at work. And I said, get your box cutter out before we get out of the truck. And she was holding on to like my bell loop and just hiding behind me and I, I felt responsible for her. Any smart woman would have left the situation if she felt uncomfortable. But I needed to be there because if I, if I hadn't have stopped there, I would have had to pick her up the next day. And yes, I was being selfish and lazy and I didn't want to. So maybe I should have. But he darted out from an aisle and the look on his face, he, he wanted one of us. I don't think it mattered which he wanted one of us and me being loud and kind of abrasive sometimes really pays off because I told him I said stop right there motherfucker and walk the fuck away and I had my box cutter out and so did she and I stood there and I stood my ground granted if he had a gun I probably he probably would have shot me in all honesty if he was looking to kill somebody if he had a gun he probably would have shot me but I don't think he had anything on him like that, that he could have hurt me from a far distance. If he could have, he would have. <clears throat> but he walked away. And the weird thing was, there were, this parking lot was really populated. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of people at 3 o'clock in the morning at this Walmart. Oh, there was a guy uh, three cars down changing his oil. And I was weird. like, okay... So this guy sees what's going on. He hears everything because he was watching it happen. As I was telling this motherfucker to walk away from me. And he just kind of gave me this weird look and I gave him a weird look like, bro, aren't you going to do anything? And so when this guy walked away, I kept my eyes on him, made sure he wasn't walking back around towards us or going to sneak up behind us. And all of a sudden, in the time that I turned to look at the girl and talk to her and watch in front of me so I don't get hit by a car so I can watch in a straight line. <sighs> I shit you not, I hear, I don't know you, get away from me, I don't know you, and this blood curdling scream, and I see the face of this girl getting shoved into a car and the car backing up and speeding off. That's all I saw. And at that point, I was like, fuck. I got on I got on the phone with 911. I was panicking. I didn't give her the right crossroads. But then she found where I was at. She found where I was at, like, quick. She goes, do you mean this one? And I said, yes, obviously I mean that one. Mm -hmm. And I know in situations like that, like, time is of the essence. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, right? And I'm getting the, I'm telling her the license plate and she was like, well, ma'am, I can't help you if you don't help you first. And I was like, how the fuck are you going to get an attitude with me? I just saw someone get kidnapped and you're giving me a fucking attitude. And she was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, what do you mean you don't know what to tell me? And I hung up because I wasn't going to fuck with it. So I called again and I called back and the next dispatcher was pretty nice, but they clearly didn't do what I asked or maybe someone else got dispatched that maybe was, I guess, closer. But there was a cop standing in the entrance of the Walmart and I said, did you get a call or a dispatch or anything? Because I just watched a woman get shoved in a car and she's screaming, I don't know you, I don't know you. And he goes, no, what? And I told him everything. I went like line by line by line and he was like, oh shit. He gets in his cruiser and he's gone. In the direction that I saw the car go. A week later, I get a call back from a detective. And he asked me about the situation. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is the situation. This is what I saw. And he, I asked, I was like, well, is there anything new? Like, is she okay? Did you find him? Like, was it just like some, like a drunk girlfriend or something? And he, all he said was that they found the vehicle 
It was abandoned on the side of the road. And it, from what he said, it said there looked like there had been a struggle. And that is all I ever heard of the situation. And it sucks because I don't know if she's okay. I don't know what happened after that. I don't even know if I helped the situation. But that bugs the shit out of me that there were a lot of people in that parking lot, but I was the only one doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to prove that if a woman needs help, she cannot rely on anybody else around her. Because it's like, if I hadn't have been there, would anybody have called? Would anybody have said anything? Because that the guy, the the guy that was changing his whole his oil, he didn't say a word. He just was like, hmm. And he talked to the cop, and he was like, yeah, I guess. I was like, wow, okay, that's it, I guess. For things like that, I don't know. I definitely have like I'm naive in a lot of ways and I do really believe the best in people and so hearing situations like that it just kind of leaves me at a loss because I do believe you know the good in people but to hear experiences like that where I mean except for Amy there was really none to be found is just really sad honestly just because you you witness something like that and you can't be bothered to do anything about it like another human is suffering is being kidnapped you know what if that had been your friend what if that had even if it wasn't you have that human obligation to care for someone else other than yourself if you see someone who got hit by a car are you just gonna drive away because it's not your problem dude that honestly though that brings up another story because sam and i witnessed a hit and run we it was funny because he was sam was drunk as a skunk and i was driving we were driving to dairy queen because he had the drunk munchies Mm -hmm. and we saw somebody get fucking slammed it was a minivan and they got slammed by this car and this car sped off and i was like what the fuck oh my god so i told i rolled down my window and i told the people next to me i said make sure those people are okay and they were you know people were already checking on and make sure they were okay me and my psycho ass i chased these people down oh wow i was and i understand that yes that might have not been a good thing to do because i could have put other people in danger but I did it because it was a late night. There really wasn't anybody on the road except for the people at that intersection. And I w- Sam was on the phone with the cops. I'm driving like a bat out of hell to keep up with these people because they're flooring it. Mm-hmm. And I realized where they pulled into and they pulled into a Circle K right down the street from my house. And I told the cops, I was like, you need to get here now. They were just part of a hit and run. I need you to get here now. They're going to take off. Within two seconds, there are four fucking cop cars there. Oh, that's so awesome. And I was like, yes. But see, that's just goes to show. Would anybody else have done that? And that, because it's just, it, it, in my nature, I don't. It's, I don't, it's not even a second thought. It's just yeah. you're, you do that. That's yeah. what you have to do. It's what you're supposed to do. And it's not even, it, it shouldn't be an obligation at that point. It's right. like you want, you should want to try to help, to help, right? Yeah. Like, and that's my thing. It's like, that's not second nature to everybody. Like, that's not, like, that's just not a reaction your body has to seeing someone in distress is to help them. Because that's my initial reaction. If I see someone falling from a cliff, I'm going to scurry over there and try to pull them up over the cliff. I'm not going to step on their hand and say, have a nice trip. That's awful. (laughs) I just, I don't understand how some people can just be so callous and not give any second thought to another human being's life. Because that is somebody's mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, cousin, aunt, uncle, you don't know. And, but it's not your second nature to just help or to be, and that ties into our, the topic from before, just be kind to people. Yeah. 
be kind, be helpful. Oh my god. We're teaching you life lessons, y'all. <laughs> Take note, because we, we're we speaking as women who've lived in this world for me almost 30. <laughs> and I'm just... It, listen, between the both of us, we have lived enough of a life that we know what we're talking about. Just be kind to people. Your life might not be so bad if you learned how to be nice to people. You'll definitely get further in life. Mm-hmm. I would much rather help a nice person than a mean person. That's just facts. Yeah, and some people true. get upset by that. They're like, well, in a professional setting, you have no right having feelings. And it's like, but I'm still a human being. Also, we're not doctors. We didn't take a Hippocratic oath. Right? <laughs> it's like, I never said that I would happily help you. But you just, <laughs> just be nice to people. Just be nice, man. Be nice. Be helpful. What's our what? What is the other thing we need to talk about today? Do we have a third topic, or was that it? Oh, uh, let me see. I can edit. It's not that big of a deal. Um, no, I feel like this might be a good stopping point. Okay, works for me. That way we don't get into the hour and a half again. Yeah. Are we at an hour or thirty minutes? We're like at thirty minutes. I want to say. Okay. All right, guys. Well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, remember, be nice. Be helpful. If I catch anybody being fucking mean, I swear to God, I, I will fight you. I'm waiting for the day to somebody to test me because I have a lot of pent-up rage <laughs> that I need to get out. You know where I want to go? I want to go to Rage Room. What's that? It's a place where you get to smash shit. Like oh. bottles, TVs, old computers. You just get to hit the shit out of stuff with a bat. That's awesome. Or a sledgehammer. I need to do that. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us, you guys. Go check out our uh, our social medias. Look us up at Two Depressed Girls Podcast. Uh, we're on all social media except for Snapchat and TikTok. Also, Twitter. It's spelled <laughs> the number two, depressed, and girls is G-R-L-S. All right, guys. Thanks for being here. See you later. See you next time.